mentioned before, and it's something that I mentioned uh, during the match, something she loves to do, something she's really proficient at, is setting the middles regardless of where she's at. And she had a couple of instances where she's, you know, running to the end line on the court, and she somehow gets the ball into the middle. And that was something that Omaha did a great job of in that one, and that then opened up the outsides for players like Jess Shaben Landsman and Brooke Nunaviller, who made her return after rolling her ankle. Yeah, Nadi, Nadi impacts games in so many ways. Like, number one, she's a little fireball. I love her, like, passion and how hard she plays the game. Her defense, I think she had 18 digs, 50 assists. So they couldn't get balls down and right back. Jess and her were both digging a lot of balls really well. So, so the Rise were finally having to go with different options. So then they tried to go cross court, cut inside the block. Kendall a couple times got caught behind the block. They got kills. But when Kendall stayed inside that middle blocker, she did a great job digging hard cross court balls. And the block did a great job of taking away the seams. I mean, it was it was a, a great job of by the players executing, right? Naughty on set, getting all her hitters going, forcing the middle at times, but knowing when she needed to set her pins. But then the defense behind her, like she really could do whatever she wanted. They weren't out of system a whole lot. They And when they were out of system, I never felt like they were out of system because Naughty was always getting hands on balls. It wasn't like she was bump setting high balls to the pin like she was finding a way to get her hands on the ball and like still push a tempo which i thought was she she set a great match we're actually going to pause 10 seconds really fast for a legal id this is lincoln's home for sports talk on the fm dial also online at the ticketfm.com on the internet kntk fm first 93 7 the ticket Something that I'm sure that the listener base was tired of me saying was the physicality at the net was there and that it was impacting a lot of the plays for either side. Uh, you were mentioning, you know, hitting cross court and just trying to avoid the trying to avoid the block a couple of times, trying to hit into the block, trying to hit high hands and you end up sending the ball deep. But how how much was the block affecting both sides today for the rise and the supernovas? I think a lot. I mean, you look at like the kill efficiency for the, for the riot, for the Novas was like 33%. So they killed one out of every three balls, which is pretty good. Um, the rise killed the same 35%, about one out of every three balls, but the rise hit 200 and the Novas hit 200. So nobody hit like a dazzling, like 400 or 350. Um, it's kind of like a batting average, you know, we're talking volleyball hitting percentages is kind of like a batting average. So if you're hitting 300, you're doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. Both teams hit 200, which tells us that the block did its job and the defense did its job and the teams had to find other ways to win. And those other ways to win probably came on those serves as both teams had their share of service aces, but service errors reigned supreme in this one. Can you tell me, you know, when you're coaching and, and I don't know if you've had this many service errors happen to your team in a game, but what do you do when your team has all of this momentum like it's ha- like happened with the Supernovas today multiple times where they're going on a run and they're feeling themselves and then all of a sudden you hit a ball into the net? How deflating uh, is that? It is a momentum killer. So we always tell our servers, like, after a long rally, after a timeout, like, take an extra breath, like, Compose yourself before you hit that ball into play. It looks like the Rise had 11 errors and three aces. And it looks like the Novas had 12 errors, but they had 10 aces. So when you're looking, you keep that ratio at almost like a one-to-one. To me, you're maintaining being aggressive and it's almost worth it. But when you're, you know, three-to-one error to 
error to ace, then maybe you got to take a little bit off, be a little bit smarter. Um, our, the Supernovas won the serve and pass game, and we're kind of even in the other stats, but I think that their ability to make great plays at important times and really play aggressive at the end of the game and fight back in the middle of the game when they were down was huge for them today. But I think they, the serve and pass game, which I think they've been pretty good at the entire season, it finally, something clicked in their head on how to like turn it up at the end. And that was, I think that was the most fun to watch. Now, I don't know if it was just me. I don't know how many other people noticed it, but Danielle Hart starts the game, plays the first three sets. Tori Dixon comes in for Danielle. Christina Vuchkova still at middle for all four sets, but Tori Dixon comes in for that fourth set. And it seemed like whatever, whatever was going on with her, you know, when she started that fourth set, just kind of energized the team because they, she was getting blocks. They were setting her up. She was getting a ton of kills. And just the energy that she brought off the bench with her just seemed like a big momentum changer. Yeah, she brought fresh legs. You know, you're playing a 33-31 set, a 30-28 set. You're getting tired out there. And the middles move a lot and they jump a lot. Every time they move a direction, they're jumping. So their jumps are twice as much as the pins um, just because of blocking alone. But, like, she comes out, Tori comes out for Danielle, gives kind of fresh legs, but she gives a different look because she's a different type of player. Um, she has four kills on six attempts. She gets three blocks in the time that she's in. She came in in the fifth as a sub or the four, third as a sub, and then she played the whole fourth set. But those are really good numbers for the amount of time that she was on the court. Now, Grand Rapids, I don't want to leave them out of this. Obviously, they were on the other side of the net, losing in four sets to the Omaha Supernovas. But they're – they had a pretty balanced attack as they had three players in double digits with with kills. Claire Chasse finishes with 19. Amelia Dimitrova finishes with 16. Simone Abbott with 15. Simone started the match hot. It seemed like they were going to her every single time. Dimitrova, not hit or miss. I don't know exactly the word that I'm looking for, but she, in spurts, was just one of the best players, if not the best player on the court, for short spurts during the entire match. And I was saying how... Her energy, the energy she was bringing, whether it was a big block or a big kill, she gets hyped. She's yelling at her team. She's high-fiving. She, she's high-fiving pretty hard. I'm getting scared she was going to hurt one of, her, <laughs> one of her teammates' hands. But those three just coming out swinging for Grand Rapids, which, which one of those were you looking for? I, I'm, you know, I was looking at Claire Chasse to, to have a big one, and she's been having a, a good start to the season so far. But which one of those three were you looking at as a problem that Omaha would have to take care of? Well, I think they're kind of like the three-headed dragon. Uh, Claire Chasse is a phenomenal player all the way around, I think. But she's always going to give you she's always going to give you double-digit kills. Like, Chasse is going to find a way to find the floor. Um, you have Simone Abbott, who I thought played another great game. She's put two pretty decent games back-to-back -to -back together. And then I think the, the X factor is Dimitrova. I really do. Though she had 16 kills. I felt like she was the one that the block affected the most. At the beginning of the game, she was able to hit down the line and terminate. We adjusted a little bit, blocked her a couple times. Then she had to hit around our big middle, and she started hitting high and long. She had a couple cuts inside, which she did really well. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that overall, we made so many great in-game adjustments on our defense um, and, the, and things that we were doing that I thought that um, the Rise had a hard time countering our attacks. So, you know, we did all those things. We dictated tempo. We, we made their hitters adjust. Their hitters, hitters still got theirs. Like, they, they still got theirs. Oh, yeah. But, but at the same time, we were able to force them into errors 
airs when we needed them to. I know that you and DP talked about runs earlier in the in the pregame show, and that you know, Grand Rapids their hitters got theirs, but the ability to go on a run and then stop a run from Grand Rapids was really what helped Omaha stay in this match and end up winning this match as the second and third sets go into 30-plus points. Omaha had a lead, uh, a pretty sizable lead. Well, not a sizable lead, but had a lead in that third set that they let Grand Rapids go on a run and, and kind of eat them up. But what did you see? You were just talking about in-game adjustments. What did you see from Omaha's side uh, during that third set to, to make an adjustment and end up taking that one? Third set, I thought they went to a fast start, and then they went on a run. And what I wanted to keep track of, and I, I couldn't because I was multitasking. Yeah. I was multitasking. <laughs> it was a little one-dimensional one multitasking. Um, is I don't know if the Rise ever had more than a three-point run. Did they, did they ever score more than, like, a side out and hold serve for two? Let me check that in the third set. Let me see how long it's going to take me to get that. So give me a second. Okay, while you're doing that, I think some of the adjustments that they made – were just, I mean, I felt like our passing was good, but getting getting the hitters in one-on-one -on -one situations. I think Nadi did a really good job of getting her hitters into a situation where they had the advantage, where there was maybe one block or a split in the block or a late middle or reaching hands or a pin that didn't get where they're supposed to go. I thought she did a great job of finding, like eyeing the defense on the other side and making the decision that was opposite of where where they were going. So I think her set decisions really led to a lot of that. And I think I want to say, you know, we hit 200, which isn't like phenomenal. Um, but we were aggressive. We were aggressive and trying to earn our points versus playing it safe. And I think that aggressiveness, you know, there's going to be times where you might miss. But for the most part, being aggressive is going to get you the, the dub in, in games like this. They went on two five-point runs and one three-point run other than that it was one or two in the whole match in the whole in the whole third set at least but i know in the third set yeah they only had, they had two five-point runs and that's what kept them in it for as long as it did but other than yeah. that there was one run of three and one run of two but it was just going back it, it would, omaha would go on a run they'd get a point to stop the run and then those two five-point runs really kept them going in the in the third set at least Sometimes if you can get a run, it kind of washes out the other team's run, right? Like, I mean, if somebody's got a five-point run and you can turn around and get a five-point run right back, then it's kind of a wash, okay? We're yeah. going to pretend like that never happened. And then it's a matter of, you know, maybe they have a five-point and then we get a two-point and then they're one and done and then we get a three-point and that kind of washes as well. So you just don't want it to be one like what we have in Vegas, like seven in a row. Ugh, and then yeah. we can't even hold for one. Like, if you're going to give some away, you've got to find a way to take some back. And mm -hmm. and I felt like they did that. I thought their serving game was solid. I liked how they stayed aggressive. Missed some balls. Paige Briggs, holy buckets, coming in. Coming she in was, the clutch. Yeah. Two times she came in and started off with aces. And that was fantastic. Because that's just enough to, like, make the other side think, like, oh, crap. Oh, we got we to gotta tighten it up real quick. Uh, another person I was very impressed with on the Omaha Supernova side, and you mentioned her name earlier, uh, Jess Shaven Landsman. I was just calling. I was calling her the run stopper. Grand Rapids would go on a run, and all of a sudden, Natalia's like, "Okay, you know what? Let's finish this real quick." And just just setting it out to Jess on the outside. How impressive was her match today? Third set, she had seven kills on fourteen swings. Like she was like, "I'm not going to be denied." Like, don't even try. She was getting kills on the outside. She was getting kills in the middle. Then you go to the fourth set. She was a little more human. She had three kills on ten swings. 
not quite the same percentage, but you had Tory Dixon getting four kills on six swings at 67%. I mean, that's just phenomenal. The way, like, I like this team because we're deep, number one. Um, we're versatile, number two. There were a couple times where, like, Betty was on the right side and Jess was on the left side. Mm-hmm. And it was seamless. It didn't, it never really got us to where we were like, oh no, we're on our weak, we're on our weak pins. Like we found a way to stay aggressive and stay in the match. You mentioned the, 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 the depth of this team and having, and the depth of the team and then the, the net play. Um, I noticed Grand Rapids, whenever Naughty was up in the front, they would try to target her. They would try, but she was coming up big, getting her hands on some blocks. But something that I know that you, you love to mention or you have in the last three matches that we've done is make sure you know the setters in the front row. Make sure you know when they're in the front row. And she took advantage of a couple of those. Yeah, she did. I mean, she's not easy. She's played a lot of volleyball at a really high level. She was on the Puerto Rican national team. She's been in the Olympics. Like this kid knows she's, she's experienced. I think the difference in today's lineup, Bird making those changes, as we had the most experienced players on the court at the end of the match. Beginning of the match, we also were more experienced than normal. Nadi has a lot of experience. Tori has a lot of experience. Christina has a lot of experience. Brooke doesn't have a ton of experience, but she has really high-level experience. Jess doesn't have a ton of, of professional experience, but she's got a lot of really high-level college experience. So I think we had that good balance of younger kids and experienced kids that kind of kept everybody focused and going in the right direction. Um, our depth help, like, I think having those three middles and being able to like give them a break when they need one mm-hmm. is, is a good thing. Like Danny Tor had Tori ACL back in college. And, you know, once you do that, like your knee is not the same. And so for her, you know, for her to get breaks, you know, and have Tori come in with fresh legs and maybe some games it's opposite, maybe Tori plays and then Danny comes in and gives her a break, you know, and maybe there's a day where her Strina's, Christina is out and one of them give her a break or there she's off or whatever. Like, the ability to move people around is is a definitely a positive for this group. Keeping it on the middles, what makes and you know I was talking with you know we went out and watched the Super Bowl last night. Me and me and some of the other guys, uh, the girls obviously did not. They were in their rooms. They were sleeping. Um, but we went out and we were talking about you know watching the Super Bowl, talking about this team and Christina. I don't I, I don't know how many people noticed. If you were listening to us, you probably didn't watch it, so you don't notice. But Christina. Every single one of her fingers has tape on it. Yep. And I, I want to ask you, why would, she, why would somebody do something like that? <laughs> you know, I, I don't know for sure. I'll give you some old wives' tales. How's that? Okay. Hey, that works. Some, some, urban, some urban legends about the tape. So I honestly thought for a while that people taped them to keep them from getting jammed and broke and everything else. Because if you look close... She has kind of like the wraparound tape job, mm-hmm. which kind of holds your joints in place. But then my other one is that I think with the camera system, with the ball color and the white makes it less likely to see a touch. Oh. Now, that's just a myth. That's totally just me just speaking out of both sides of my mouth right now. I don't really I'm know. I'm going to believe sure, it. <laughs> but I think that, you know, taping your hands has benefits safety wise. If you're touching a lot of balls and you're, above the net. I mean, if you saw my pinkies, you would probably say I should have taped my fingers up a little bit, but um, my ET hands, I've I've had a one or two jam fingers (laughs) blocking balls, but um, I would say the taping probably helps keep them in the right spot. Um, And sometimes as a hitter, 
having that feeling there reminds you to like make that hand firm or to press just to, it's like a reminder, right? The tape's there to remind you to make sure that you're big and you're strong when you're blocking and when you're hitting. Um, but then of course there's uh, I was trying to look at when they did the little video review, mm-hmm. I was trying to look and see um, if it made it harder to see with those cameras and it doesn't work as well with those cameras, but the cameras they use for like big 10 or like NCAA yeah. that are like, not, not as clear. Yeah, I think the white thousand dollars or however much they paid for them. Watch every college having their fingers taped next year. Exactly. They're like, oh, let me do that real quick. Let me figure this out yeah. real fast. Uh, it was it was quite tense down on the court between both of the teams. The up official called the captains over to her multiple times in this one, which is more than I've seen in the first three matches for the Omaha Supernovas. And the challenges took a little bit longer than normal. I don't know if they were you know, looking for the wrong. There were a couple of times where they're looking for a block touch and it's clearly not there. And then they switched to a net violation, which it was there a couple of times, but um, the cameras doing their jobs, getting, getting some of these, getting all of the challenges, right. But it was, it was a little tense down there. I know that you talked about it before, how um, a lot of these girls know each other and they're pretty friendly, but it was, and maybe it's just the competition. It's just you know undefeated versus a team that's one and two, and really think that they could have been three and zero. Oh. Um, but it was tense. Um, I couldn't tell. I mean, I could tell a little bit by demeanor that it was maybe a little bit chippy. I like to use. It looked like uh, Coach George was getting pretty upset. Um, I mean, she pulled her setter, pulled the middle, you know, made some made some changes on her side of the net. Um, but she was getting frustrated. Um, I felt like Bird kept her composure pretty well throughout the match. Like, I didn't feel like she was ever too up or too down, um, which is a good thing when you're in a close match. You probably don't want to over be overly emotional, but you want to play with emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reviews were weird. And so I think when, if I remember right, they on the iPad, they hit the challenge, and then they have like five seconds to hit what they want to challenge. So I'm wondering if they have to hit something but it's not what they want to challenge. So then the review people see, Oh, that's what you're challenging. Like, no, no, no. I actually wanted to challenge this. Yeah. You know? So I'm wondering that part, but like that, just, just Shaven ball on the, on the right side that got blocked and then hit the tape and then kind of trickled down on her side. That one took a little while and that was weird. And then there was one early in that set too. That was really weird. But I think those are all things like, I mean, these, they're playing here for, for something, right? At the end of this season, somebody is going to walk away with, I believe, a million dollars. So, yeah, these matches matter. And then you're talking about, like, the Supernovas are going to be the team to beat no matter what. We have a very talented team. We maybe haven't won all our matches, but we're still going to be the team that everybody wants to beat because guess what? You're from Omaha, Nebraska. You have the best fans. You have great players. You have great resources. You have a great coaching staff. And – no matter what your record is now, people thought you were the best team before any game started. So they're going to have to find ways to win with their backs against the wall. And I think today was their first test and and maybe like turning point in the season of who they really can become. We're going to take a quick break right here. And when we come back to the Supernovas Radio Network, we're going to preview a little bit of the rematch with Las Vegas uh, down in Vegas, you're listening to the Supernovas Radio Network next ag appraisal and realty post game show. Omaha Supernovas post game show brought to you by Next Ag Appraisal and Realty. 
Welcome back to the next Ag Appraiser Realty postgame show as the Omaha Supernovas take care of business coming up to Grand Rapids and beating the previously undefeated Rise. Three sets to one, two sets with extra volleyball going into the 30s. Fantastic volleyball all around. Now, Omaha gets to, gets to have a good night's rest. And then tomorrow we'll all be headed down to Las Vegas as they look to get a rematch, possibly a win, against the Vegas Thrill on Thursday. Renee, you were in attendance for the first match between Omaha and Vegas on the color commentary. What does Omaha? What has Omaha changed aside from you know the the starting rotation that might help them against Vegas? I. I will go back to that minute long rally at the end of the second set. Like, I really think that's going to be a turning point for their season. I think that that's where they learned that they could dig deep, give a little bit more and uh, just work a little bit harder. Like you defense is kind of a mindset. It's kind of an attitude, right? Like if I decide that I'm not going to let a ball hit, then I'm not going to let a ball hit. I'm going to lay for it. I'm going to find a way I'm going to read it. I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that, that there's not a ball hitting in my area. And I'm going to make sure that my teammates are doing the same thing. And I feel like at that, that last rally, laying out for balls, making great plays, they were, they were not making those against Vegas. Mm -hmm. They were short rallies. We, were, we, we dug deep and we found this extra gear and we touched it, right? Like, I don't know if we're going to hit that gear. You can't play a whole match in that gear. But you need to play a whole match with that mindset. And I think if they can, they can find that mindset against Vegas on Thursday – then I, I think they can get the win. It's hard. They have, I was looking, they, they have tonight, they have Thursday in Vegas, they have Sunday in Omaha, and then they have Wednesday in Columbus. Mm -hmm. So they've got four matches in no time at all. I mean, yeah. 10 days. It's, so it's a quick I think, turnaround. I think, I think legs and, you know, if, if, I'm, if I'm their coach, I'm telling them to go put some ice – ice cubes in their bathtub and go ice bath those legs so that they're recovered because that's a lot of matches, especially for like a Brooke who's, who's jumping a lot, a Jess who's jumping a lot and swinging a lot. Like the, it's really going to come down to how well can they take care of their body on this next, this next span of games. But if they can find that gear of like absolutely being relentless, then I think Vegas is going to be like, who is this team? <laughs> Just a completely different team from the first one that from the team that they played not even maybe a week ago. Um, speaking of, not to get too far ahead of myself, but uh, or ahead of ourselves, but I was looking at the uh, standings. Do you know Columbus has only played one match? Yeah, they played um, these guys. They played the Rise yeah. early in the season. It was the second match of the season. It was Grand Rapids and Columbus. Uh, Columbus ended up losing. I think they got swept. That's the yep, only match they've played. Yeah, and I don't know when their next one is. I could look that up before I, think, I said that. I could have said that. But I that. think if I remember right, I believe um, they were pretty banged up. Like, they had three starters. Like, Asia O'Neill didn't play. They had a couple people that weren't playing. So this break might have been good for them. But it looks like their next match is at Orlando on February 16th. So they went from January 25th to February 16th. That is a massive break for Columbus, yeah. too. Like you said, injuries to get right. But, again... Omaha going to be visiting Vegas for a Thursday match. We'll be leaving tomorrow to head down to Vegas. Renee will be joining us down there. Um, I believe Bird is on her way up here to do oh, postgame. 
but uh, we'll see. It's a look. It's a long way up. You got to take an elevator. You got to walk up some stairs. It's it's a pretty interesting. You would have loved it. It's fantastic. You get a good workout in. I'm. I mean, I'm jealous, but I'm telling you, you might be the good luck charm doing the color. I don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. You are. You are. I was doing my best to emulate you, and I don't know oh, if I did that oh. good of a job. You used the word masterful. I did. That was beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful, Sometimes, beautiful hey, I, I know words. This is yeah. Kind of... That was I mean, showing off your vocabulary. I'm gonna have to dig deep for a couple, a couple <laughs> good words for for Vegas. No, I, you know, I, watching this team play every game. There's certain things like as a coach, I'm looking at and I'm like, are they gonna make that adjustment? Are we gonna decide who wants to be that leader? Like, you know, are we gonna do certain things? And there were glimpses of this match where I saw people step up that we need to step up in different ways. Mm-hmm. You know, and I saw leadership and I saw poise and I saw that relentless pursuit of like, hey, we're not going to be denied this time. Like, let's take care of this. And maybe this team's going to be a road warriors. I mean, they were away from home and did what they did. That was that was phenomenal. It was pretty exciting. That second set. They, so the no, Omaha drops the first set. That second set goes into the 30s. And that entire that as it was going into the 30s, me and DP are looking at each other and we're not saying it, but we're we're just thinking like. They need to win this set. If they go down 2-0 on the road to this Columbus or to this Grand Rapids team, that's that's a dangerous place to be. And if you you showed that you have the tenacity to come back from down 2-0 and and force a fifth set, but that was at home, and that was the first match of the season where where teams didn't really know each other all that well. This is you know they're two games in, you're three games in. You guys know each other well enough with the film that you've been watching, and you're on the road. If you go down 2-0, you're in for a you're in for a world of hurt potentially. And they fought back, oh, like you said, dug deep, found that extra gear, and were able to fight back and win that second set. Yeah, that was God. I just I if I could go back and just like rewatch set two and three, I would. But I mean it's later there than it is here, but it's gonna be past my bedtime pretty soon. But they <laughs> uh, watching watching them evolve has been fun. Seeing if they can do it again in Vegas is going to be the key because it's doing it once. It's it's doing it once. And, mm-hmm. you know, we were in the state semis a couple years ago and we were playing Norris and it was four set. And for us, we had to win to close it out. And it was a game just like that. Just long rallies, people diving all over the floor. And we got the 33-31 win. And the amount of confidence that gives your team when you can get a win after you're down, come back fight off set points and then find a way to finish at 33, which is a pretty awesome number. Mm-hmm. Um, that's got to give them confidence then going into set three, you know, and then to do it again in set three, they had all, all the, all the confidence in the world for that fourth set. All they had to do was stick to what they were doing, execute, stay together, not become complacent and, and finish out the match. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing is, is can they, can this confidence carry into Las Vegas? And it's I a, and I honestly, I think it will. It's um, a couple of days off in between, but it, it seems as if they might be able to do that with how they were, how they played, how they were able to keep it going after the end of the second set, carry it over to the fourth. They got up by seven, let Grand Rapids fight back, but then, like you said, they they kept it going, stepped down, and took care of business. Well, well, well. The, look who's here. There's the star. That is the star right hey, there. Hey, superstar. Yeah, I like. I was telling. Uh, I was telling Coach that it's a uh, it's a fun way to get up here. 
I was like, is this place still part of the arena? <laughs> where are Welcome. Going? This is where we, this is where we saw you guys. Look at this. This is our view. You had a uh, Don't lean don't lean over the edge. Don't do it. <laughs> I kind of I don't mind it up here mostly cuz I love just when people can't see me, but this is amazing. <laughs> oh my Dude, bird, that was awesome. So we're not live. Not a hot mic. We are live. Oh, hey. We are we're live on the stream, we're live on the radio. Good. Um That was awesome. I'm so proud of them. Like the character, the gut punches. Renee, you have to appreciate fighting off those set points. You should I points. mean you should have heard me. Like ask Rico. I was like <laughs> like you I feel like like, like I'm not gonna be able to sleep again tonight. That was so awesome. Yes. I I mean they fought. Some of those rallies, the end of that second set. Oh. It was like a minute, minute ten maybe. In same. My heart we, was going to leap out of my chest. We went back and watched it. Well, I was supervising a basketball game, and uh, my AD was doing the main supervision, and I was, like, in the middle in the stands, and, like, my whole section was watching. <laughs> and then I had to come down here because I was going to get on between sets, which I really wanted to get on because I think that rally is a turning point in your season. Yes. Like, they've, they found – a way to like fight and like fight for each other and like dig a little deeper and decide that, no, we're not going to let this happen. And I think that that, if you can build on it, which I think you did in the third set and then can carry it, you know, to Vegas with you with that same like grit and demeanor and relentless yeah. pursuit that they had. I mean, the sky's the limit for this yeah. team, but I think they had to, they had to go through that, like what it takes to win. Yes. And they just hadn't, they had just scratched the surface. They hadn't really dug in and like, really laid it all on the line and i felt that they did in that in that one rally and i don't know i think that's going to be one of those moments you look back to and be like that's where we that was our turning point oh i agree with you completely and it's funny because i always love going on the road with teams i really do and i know we had new pieces on the court tonight but it's the whole team i mean they've been practicing that way and we've had moments in practice but to do that in a match and to like kind of show your cards like that and just be all in with a group. Um, yes, it was the people that were on the court, but that comes from every person that trains and the way that they have trained even just this past week in the gym. Um, so it's a testament to the character. I mean, that is what I, I mean, those are like, those are gut moments when it's like, this is how I'm going to play. This is how I'm going to compete. And they, we talked about competitive chemistry and they did it. So yeah, I'm just proud of them. I'm proud of that fight. And it was fun. It's uh, fun to coach that they're fun to coach. They want to be coached. They're they're talking to each other the way they communicate and demand. Um, it is a good, solid group. It's a very healthy balance. Coach, it Something was I, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Rico. I was say, Coach, it was it was a little chippy down there. A lot of talking back and forth between the net. You were able to keep your composure. We 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 were noticing that we were talking about that earlier. You were you know a calming presence. I saw you a couple of times walking out. And you're just telling telling the girls like, hey guys, you know, keep it together. We've got this. How was you know, I'm all the way up here. What was it like, the intensity, the, the chippiness down there? Um, well, okay, so it's fun when they know each other. Yeah. And it's fun when they have known each other for so long that it goes deeper than just this. Mm -hmm. But that's also what makes it so competitive. The challenges were taking forever, and I think that was getting everyone, <laughs> like, even were. more worked up. And so it was just a constant let it go. No matter what happens at this point, we have to earn the next point. You're talking about the next play because it, like, it, when you're competing and you're frustrated, but we had to learn, um, and that started in the second set. Like at that point, 
I've never talked to her refs that much. <laughs> but I was even like, what is happening? It was funny. It was fun. We had a good time with it. Renee, what were you um, going to ask? Yeah, I was going to ask. So I've been waiting for Kendall to kind of step up as like that defensive leader in the back row. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like, like what kind of leadership does she provide back there? And did you see her taking her game to a different level in, in, in this match? Yeah, I think there were moments, and again, I go back to just the way they communicate, and they're intense and they're all competitive, and she is one of the ones that can like give it to you straight, and I think that's what's so good. But, but she also, there were moments when I had to be like, just give it to me. I mean, because when they're out there competing and they're bo- they're all giving each other feedback on what to do and where to be, it can get intense. But you need that. That's why I say it's healthy. It is healthy because in those moments at least you're communicating mm-hmm. like no matter what's happening at least there is like interaction you're communicating because you got to be like ready to go in the next point and you have to like get over that so i do i think she i don't know how to it's not even like stepped up her game or took it to the next level i think it's even her ability to listen and to manage that part of the game in those moments was growth like that for the team Christina got here what like four days ago yeah she's been in the gym with us for like two maybe and now on this trip and talk about a mature like direct communicator i mean she's like yeah i have never played i can't feel them i'm like i'm talking to her about blocking and it's just raw and she just talks to him i mean she just she knows what it takes so she's just having conversations like mid rallies and like mid sets to like figure things out but i mean that's how you do it you have to and i always say the way you play volleyball is how you're having a conversation. It's how you get to know someone and how they're going to play. So you got to be aggressive all the time because that's part of your personality. And so I think Kendall, that's kind of how she is. Christina, as a middle blocker, that's how she is. She's a presence, but she wants feedback. Mm-hmm. She right. wants to know what she's doing. Like at some points, I'm like, do you feel like you're being too aggressive because they can't, because you can't feel them? I think that's why you're in the net. And I'm like, and she's like, so don't push. I'm like, yeah. They're calling you in the net because I think your body is in the net. Because she's like, I'm not touching it. And I'm like, I think it's your body. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just things like that. It's like you just have to be vulnerable enough. I don't even know how to describe it. You just have to be able to be in those moments and, like, be able to have those conversations. Jess Shaben-Landsman in that third set. What what was she, Renee? You said seven, seven for 14? She went off. Absolutely went. I'm like, give her the ball every time. Like, that she had turned set. like 50%. Yeah, she had seven kills on like 14 swings. Uh, and it wasn't like in the same spot. Like, it was from everywhere on the floor. Yeah. Right. I have so many things. Can we just reflect back to the mid-set, though, when we were in row one and all of our attackers were in left front, including Herstina at one point? And everyone's like, Jess! I even started yelling her name because I'm like, what does she think is happening? And so at that point, I was like, okay, I don't know what's happening in her brain. And then she just, like, settled in because I think that got her rattled. And there were things that were happening. And we even as a staff were talking about, like, how to, like, lock her back in. But then by the end of that, yeah, that set, she, like, came into that. And then she went in fuego, then out of the back row. It was, like, the left front and the back row. And I was like. She was, like, going off. I was like. I was like, welcome back. Welcome (laughs) back. I told Rico, you have a lot of matches coming up. You have travel. Mm -hmm. I think they all need a nice bath tonight. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> like yes. they need their legs. Like I think the key to your next 
Well, let me see. You got Vegas Thursday, yeah. Orlando Sunday at home, yeah. and then you're in Columbus On next Wednesday. Wednesday. So you've got three matches in nine it's, days. Yeah, it's going to be recovery. Ten days. Yep, it's going to be recovery and execution, just focusing on our scout, getting some touches, but really we have to be fresh, but we also have depth, and we've talked about that. They say 17 strong all the time, and it's true. I mean, I think we're going to have to tap into some of that when we can, and I know everyone's going to be ready. We've seen that. People have come in, and they Paige coming in and serving tonight did her job. She, like, ace ace yeah i was like is that a kid yeah but i think her playing in the last match gave her that confidence that experience that she's she belongs there yeah right i think that's part of like you know that the big moment when you're in it and you can go through a match or sub in you know when brooke goes down hurt and be a big game player mm -hmm. i think that's when you really know you belong and so now her confidence going forward when you need her to serve or when you need her to go in and and relieve someone for leg reasons or whatever, like yep. she's going to go in and, and be a rock star because of, because of that experience. And now she knows that like, Hey, like I'm exactly where I should be. Yep. Yes, for sure. And honestly, I want that for everybody. I would yep. love as a coach to get everyone that opportunity to show because they do the way that we have the competition set up and the way that we train, they know that. And it is a different, it's a different situation when you get put in this environment but I hope that everyone and I know everyone will get that opportunity. And that's when it really, that's when it really goes. I'm so proud of Dan, Danielle Hart and the way she started the match. And then Tori came right in. That is a true team. Yeah. That and, but their responses, same yep. with Sid, same with Sydney Hilly, like having that conversation and talking to her and, you know, going with Nazi with the start, but you gotta be ready. You gotta be ready. It takes mature, solid teammates because the way they teammate on the bench and the way they still interact and talk to each other that is like one of my favorite things that people don't see but that makes coaching so much more fun so much more fun and it is unheard of right now but let's and go I back. Love it. but but some of it bird was like you like you didn't just make changes you're like i had conversations with all these people and like we know as head coaches difficult conversations mm -hmm. No matter how right they are, how much you believe in them, yep. they're still hard. They are. Because you can't make everybody happy, nope. right? So for you to take the time to have those conversations with those kids, to let them know that they're still important, those professionals, they're not yep. kids. But um, but it's the buy-in because we all know it's going to be a long season, and it's tough to have the conversations, and it's hard for them to believe it or understand it, but we're going to live it. And the only thing you can do is be all in. And that's what I've said since day one. We're in it together. I'm going to be very direct and clear. But my only request is, like, just stay bought in. Just believe in it and stay bought in. Yeah. Well, I think having those conversations in general, like, it's, it shows the kids that you're not – they're not just a person on the team. Like, you care about them and you want them to be valued. And I think mm -hmm. that that's huge. And I think that they played hard for each other and for the coaches and – and for each other because of that, like, culture part of it, which I thought was pretty cool. Which will continue to grow. And there's going to be tough moments. I mean, there's going to be road matches that maybe don't go our way, and you got to believe. We have to believe as a staff. They have to believe as teammates. Um, and it, But it starts in the gym. You know that. It starts in the gym. If you're training that way and you're pushing each other that way in the gym, it won't matter what happens night to night out here because you know and you believe in it because it's what you do every day.
Agree. Coach, Coach, you've had a heck of a two days. You get your you get your Chiefs victory yesterday. <laughs> Super Bowl champs! And you Go get Chiefs. your and you get your first win as the head coach of the Golly. Omaha Supernovas. I forgot about the Chiefs there for a second. Thank you for that reminder. No, I got you. You had like I woke up today. I was like, great two Whoa. days. <laughs> that was a great win. That was like a solid. Like oh my gosh, they won it. The guy saying he blacked out when he caught that in, oh, yeah. touchdown. Same. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that was amazing. <laughs> Just an exciting, an exciting yeah. night, an exciting two nights here in Grand Rapids for the Omaha Supernovas. Coach, sure. thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. I appreciate the support. It's so fun to have. It's safety in numbers. We're on the road, but look, we've got our crew with us. Renee will be joining us. Yeah, you'll join us in Vegas. I hope I don't jinx you. I told Rico he might have to do color the rest of the season because that was a huge win. I don't want to screw it up. Yeah, I, told you I, I told you I wasn't going to do it, and then I hopped on the mic. I know. I was like, wait a second. He's on the mic? I'm oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> I like it. I like it. It was terrifying. Masterful. I did. Masterful. Okay. I've been listening to her for the last three months. That's good. That's good. <laughs> so. I think I used a new word. I think I made up a word. Unscarable. That's not even – that's probably a real word. That's but word. something happened it. down there. And then Betty did miss her serve, and I'm like, all right, well, she is scarable. <laughs> Just slightly. Just slightly. Again, thank Coach, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, us. guys. This is awesome. I'm glad you guys were here to experience it with us. That's going to do it for the next Ag Appraisal and Realty postgame show here on the Supernovas Radio Network, 93.7 The Ticket. From Grand Rapids, I am Rico. That is Renee. That is Coach Laura Bird-Coon. Adios. <laughs>